You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Thank you very much. Um, let's celebrate uh, the band again. I really like the girl, the girl band. It's very nice. You guys have, have a name. Is there? What? <clears throat> All right. Help me look for someone you don't know in church. Uh, this one it might be the person next to you or behind. Someone you don't really know. I apologize to inconvenience you this morning. But look for someone and say hi. Find out their name. So, okay? Look for somebody. And if you're talking to someone you know, it's just Sunday is a bad day to walk in disobedience. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Um, the elections are very close by. I will ask that you please, if you don't have uh, the things you need to vote, if you don't have your voter's card, please go and get it. Um, and then try to keep abreast of, your, of what's really happening in the area where you stay, find out who the candidates are, and do your best to vote. I'll also ask that as God-fearing people, you do not participate in electoral violence, ballot box snatching, <laughs> election rigging, uh, and other associated crimes. All right. Um, and don't insult people unnecessarily. <laughs> don't insult people at all. Okay. It's not, it's not worth it. Uh, all right. Um, today we start a new set of discussions by the help of God talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, help me ask the person next to you, do you know the Holy Spirit? You need to say like a deep prophetic voice. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Okay. Um, um, how do we do this one? Right. Um, yes. So, in, you know, in Genesis 2, God says it is not good that man will be alone. I will send him help. All right. And he does that. Um, and sometimes we, we think that that's all the help that... God has for us. We, we're in a place where we wonder where our help comes from, where we wonder where the rest of our help is. Um, someone thinks, if I just get married, that's all the help I need in this world. Yep. But as we discover today in the next couple of Sundays, even Wednesdays, that God has sent us, you know, marvelous help Indeed, right. Um, let's read two portions of scripture. John chapter 14 and verse 1 to 4. John chapter 14 and verse 1 to 4. It's good on Sunday to read your Bible. The actual Bible or the one on your phone is actually good. Uh, good practice, all right. But just don't go on Instagram when you open your phone. Just stay focused, all right. So John chapter 14, verse 1 to 4, God, Jesus is having a discussion with his disciples. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go you know and the way you know and so he's having this he's saying to them i'm i'm heading out and you can imagine the consternation just the the worry you know 
you've been our provider. You've been the one when the tax authorities asked us for our tax, you told us where to go. When there was no food, you provided. When there was no wine at the party, you sort of, when people were ill, when Peter's mother-in-law had a fever because of Peter's behavior, you healed her straight away. Um, you've sorted people out. You've put the Pharisees in the business. Now, you say to us that you are going. So if we go all the way to verse 16, Jesus starts to reassure them. He says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. It's John 14, 16. I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. He says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells in you and will be in you. Verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So the whole point of our discussions this Sunday is saying, look guys, there is help available. That the Christian life was not meant to be lived without the help of the Holy Spirit. It was never designed to be like that. Um, and, and, you know, last Sunday I was preaching. I can't remember. What did I preach last Sunday? Do you remember, Tolu? You were in front. What did I preach? <laughs> it's just nodding. <laughs> Abundance. All right. But I preached, you know, a message last Sunday. And I remember getting home and my wife was like, I don't understand how you started to preach this message in this direction. And then you started to talk about sex in the message. So I repented. <laughs> and I thought, you know, in light of just show of good behavior, we must also read out of Matthew 25, the story of the ten virgins. You know, just... <laughs> to balance it out. <laughs> Preach the word of God. But Matthew 25, because I find there, and she's like, she's already in her mind, no lunch for you today. It's like, yeah, for the sake of the word, no lunch. I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, and it's an interesting analogy, I find. So Matthew 25, we're going to come back to John 14, but we'll try and marry both together. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps but took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps and while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out and meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Verse 8, And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise said, answered and saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but you rather go, you, but go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, 
um, open to us. And he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know ye not. And watch therefore, for you know not the, neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. And I'm going to speak, you know, out of that teaching of Jesus because we see a bunch of people who the, the whole party is going in a particular direction but there's a difference between the ones the Bible calls five wise and the five foolish when Pastor Godman talks about the year 2019 one of the things he kept on saying God had impressed on his heart was that we would receive marvelous help and the more I've prayed about it I've I interpret those things, you know, for me by the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, look, what does this really mean? And I began to feel God moving my heart to just this whole gift, the whole blessing, the person of the Holy Spirit. So in John 14, he says, I will not leave you without help. In fact, he says, I am sending you another helper. Help me ask the person next to you, what kind of help have you received? What kind of help have you received? What kind of help are you receiving? Maybe turn to the one you've been ignoring up until now. Because you know when you say turn to your neighbor, what you kind of do is you choose. Oh, this guy, if I tell him anything, I'm not going to answer. Let me just talk to Kem on the other side. But talk to this guy now. Let's see. Uh, tell him I think you need help. I think you need <laughs> I think you need help. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, if you if you grew up in 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 Nigeria when corruption had started, and sometimes you went to exam halls and you realized that different people had different definitions of what help was. When some people walked into, and if you've not been, you know, we're talking about ASO strikers, they were like, strike! Three months, like, yes, it's a real thing. I know it doesn't happen, but, but the strike, that strike is going to end because we're going to keep on praying and praying and praying about it, all right? But sometimes people bounce into the hall and you could see where their help was coming from. <laughs> Adriel. <laughs> so they even tried to test it, you know. Adriel, can you hear me? Say over. <laughs> if you made the mistake of sitting between them and Ichiro, Josh, if you like yourself in this school, <laughs> some people were not into interpersonal relationships. They brought the help. <laughs> I, and I tell you, no, no lie. I've been in this writing the WIAC exams long time ago. Not that long, because I'm not that old, but long time ago. Uh, and it was in my school, and then one lecturer comes and says, look, I'm so, 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 so person. Guys, if we catch you in this thing, finished. If you have any books with you, bring them to the front now. And all is forgiven. I am not lying. I'll tell you the truth. If you see the books people were bringing to the front, big, I like it, I'm wondering, how, where? <laughs> so that guy you thought was, was muscular. He wasn't muscular. <laughs> was carrying his help on his person. Um, some people had invigilators come to help them. Some people just said, look, I don't have patience for all this. My father is Dangote. I'll meet the guy later. Um, 
But some people were just very like well prepared, like my wife. <laughs> she had read everything. She had even read 400 level and then postgraduate. Even if they said this exam in French. <laughs> and you could see the confidence with which she would sit. I'm, I'm, this is I'm prophetically speaking. I wasn't really there. I just she would sit there. You know. I was I know I was like a proper student. If you are still in school, do not cheat. They will catch you. All right. Um, but I, I I used to remember someone sitting down. Someone or tell, someone saying to me before the exam, saying I was like ah oh, it's gonna be a great. She said, um, I said I can't remember. She was joking and says, and, and, but then she reminded me that the one examination, she sits next to me, and before the exam starts, I say hi. My name is Idris. I will not be speaking to you during this examination. That, that. And she reminded me. I was like, oh, wow, I really apologize and all that. I wasn't really apologizing. But, <laughs> but where does your help in life come from? The psalmist will say, I would lift up my eyes to the hills. He says, my help comes from the Lord. The one who makes heaven earth. Where does our help come from? Jesus says in John 14 that there are people who are like orphans. No help at all. But he says, I will not leave you like that. The Christian life was not meant to be lived without the help of God. And this was even in Jesus' time before they made the internet. In this day and age, the Christian life cannot be lived without the help of God. Jesus' day, what am I going to say Jesus' day? 30 years ago, something happened in America. You had to wait for your Uncle John to come back from America to tell you what had happened. Today, sometimes even before it happens in America, we know. If you have one of those new apps that they are making, there's all sorts of things that pull us away from God. He used to be called the prince of the power of the air, and he's, he's employing all sorts of technology. So that the pressure of the flesh is so high, you don't have to go and look for evil. Let's call it what it is. It will come to you. I mean, have you not been, Josh, you've not been browsing before? Then you just see a picture, an ad. You first see the blood. Then, <laughs> then you look at, but it's happened to you sometimes. You don't, you don't, you don't use the internet. <laughs> it's like, how can I on the altar tell that I'm tempted? Josh, we're all men. We see these things. Help me ask the person next to you, where is your help? Where is your help? Because Matthew 25 says that there are 10 virgins. They are all going for the same party. And I think God likes a party. We'll come to parties later. But the Bible says there are five who take with them that which is necessary for the journey. And there are five who don't. It's interesting that they're talking about oil here because oil is often used in scripture as a type for the Holy Spirit, as an example. 
In 1 Samuel chapter 16, I think in verse 13, God says to Samuel, go take oil, go and anoint a new king. The Bible says he takes the oil, pours it upon David in the presence of his enemies, of his brothers, and it says from that day onwards that the Spirit of God is upon him. And, and, and he would, every time he wanted to commission a king, a priest, they would pour oil upon them. My question to us, LifePoint, is that this oil, this spirit, the help that Jesus talks about in John chapter 14, on what part of the divide do we stand? Are we like the five virgins who take their lamps filled with oil and then some to spare for the journey ahead? Or are we like the ones who are just content to be at the party? There's a time to buy oil. There's a time to get help. Oftentimes it's way before you need it. And I remember coming to a place in my own walk with God where I realized that just moral codes were not going to sort this out where I realized that just the I will not do it or I will do it, just the exercise of will was not going to cut this. So let's assume that the five virgins who did not have oil, let's have a conversation with them this morning. So I would say the first one was the one who did not know that they needed oil. So that's the first one. So it's the Christians who do not know that they need help, that they need the help of the Holy Spirit. Those who are happy that they invited them to the party. I'm just, I'm okay. They're happy. So it's, it's more like ornamental Christianity where I'm, it's fine. I'm, 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 I go to church. I go to LifePoint Church. There's smoke on our stage. It's very, uh, we even have a girl band, you know. You don't you know Falabi? Follow a bit that's small, smallish but handsome. He, he's, he's, in our, he's my church member. He sings there. Oh, really? Ah, that's a nice church. I know PI. Handsome guy like this, PI. Beards and everything. That's my pastor. Oh, wow, you're lucky. You know? See, so our church, we don't even on light. It's like club. We don't on light. He said, I have my lamp and that's fine. <laughs> I have my lamp and that's fine. I am okay. I don't want any of this spooky melodrama. Because I've heard before people uh, that they just be preparing the spirit and sometimes be shaking their head and sometimes the Holy Spirit will, just, will not fall on the floor and be rolling. No, 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 no. My, my dress is Gucci. I don't, don't roll on the floor. <laughs> so that's one, one thing. So when you read Acts chapter 19 verses 2 to 6, The apostle says, <laughs> Paul says, he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said to him, look, chief, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said, unto what then were you baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. And, and then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe unto him who was to come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So these guys had been carrying on, not even, they were not just, they had not even received Jesus. No, they were still with John. You ask the person next to you, are you still with John? Are you, are you still with John? Are you still with John? Because this guy said, ah, oh, Holy Spirit. Have you heard about the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit? No Holy Spirit. We don't, we don't, sorry, Paul, we don't know what you're talking. In fact, we're still with John. Ah, so let me update you. Let me update you. Have you received the help that Jesus speaks about in John 14? Someone says, it is, I don't want to get into all these spiritual things. But Ephesians chapter 6 and 12 says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You do not have, you, there are no fences to sit on in the spirit. There are no fences. So the first virgin says, look, I, I was just happy with my lamp. The second one says, I know I needed oil, but I did not know where to go to get oil. Because people often ask, okay, Jesus speaks about it in John 14. He speaks about the Holy Spirit in John 16. He says, but where do we go to find the Holy Spirit? John, Job 28 and 1 says, there is a place where silver or gold is mined. Where do we go? In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 2, Apostle Paul says to the church in Galatia, Galatia this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of law or by the hearing of faith? And someone needs to note that. By the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Haven't begun in the Spirit. Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he will supplies the Spirit to you. And works miracles among you. Does he do it by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? He says, I know I need the oil, but I don't know where to go. Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. Jesus is saying, Luke 11 and 13. He says, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Eleven says, If a son shall ask of you, ask of any of you that which is his father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Verse 13. If ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Help me ask the person next to you, have you asked for help? Have you asked for help? Have you asked for help? Paul says to the Galatian church that there is something called the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. I like this one. Acts chapter 8. Where do I find this help? Where do I find oil? Acts chapter 8 and verse 14. Now when the apostles 
who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17, then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hand, the Holy Spirit was given them, he offered them money, dollars, saying, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this, your wickedness and pray God that even perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you for I see that you're poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Prayer asking the hearing of faith the laying on of hands prayer asking the hearing of faith the laying on of hands so that's two of them I've spoken to this morning why, why don't you have the help of the Holy Spirit why don't you have oil so we've done with two let's take the last three very quickly now the third one says I, I, I bought something it, is, it doesn't look, it's not oil. In fact, what it was, was that I had the oil at home, but when I was leaving, I picked up another jar. Um, I think it was our driver who, I, I don't know how he got petrol. So we use a diesel generator. If you don't live in Nigeria, generators are those white, well, sometimes white. Like, they make noise. You see us, oh, how do we describe generators? We use it to, to, to generate, you can't use generate when you're trying to explain what generator is. But we use it to power our houses because um, the power we make as a country, we give it to other countries in Christian generosity. So we, we use this to power our houses. Um, but so you put either diesel or fuel, and mine is a diesel generator. And one night, my driver thinks that no, all liquid is liquid. He puts fuel into it. And of course, the generator did not walk because the third one said you know what i'm carrying i carried some liquid in fact when i put it's my my lamp is full but it's not coming on the fact that it works for another car does not mean that that type of fuel will work for you the fact that someone else who is not serving the God that you are serving, the fact that that's what gets them going, keeps them inspired, does not mean it will work for you, child of God. <laughs> the help for a child of God cannot come from weed, sir. It cannot. You want to knock the engine, sir. Hey, tell the person next to you, no weed, no weed, no weed. <laughs> tell my wife, what? Don't be afraid, tell her. <laughs> hmm. 
Because sometimes when you see the fruits that are coming out, you kind of understand what is the fuel that has been put in. So the Bible speaks about the fruits of the Spirit. And so the third one says, I did have something. I was carrying something. I even took 25 liters, sir. But it's not oil. It's not oil. There is a musical diet that can knock the engine of your spirit. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, Saul is having a bad time. David shows up, starts to play something. The evil spirit lifts and the spirit of God, the presence of God is there. Sir, there is music and by the, I'm not bashing all sides of music. I mean, I listen to a very, in a bit to, when I came from Benin, a bit to become cultured, I would say that my taste of music was eclectic, right? Like eclectic. There's a long word there. But, you know, so I listen to, yeah, yeah, I listen to good music. But, sir, ma, there is some music that does not fuel the Christian spirit. Let's tell ourselves the truth. So, look, give me an example. <laughs> you, no, serious. Church, no, 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 because we're talking about the help that Jesus speaks about in John 14. In 2 Kings, Three, the prophet is about to prophesy. He says, look, bring me a minstrel. Bring me a singer. Play me some Mesichinwo. Play me some Falabi Noel. There is music you can hear and you are fueling up. You are kind. You are carrying and buying the right type of oil. How do you wake up in the morning? You're humming for your castle. I mean, you're not the first person to fall in love. And that's a good song. You know, it's an alright song. Yeah, but but you, that cannot be the first thing your, your human spirit hears in the morning. Even if you sing it slowly. For your castle. No. 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 It's the wrong oil, sir. Ah, let's tell ourselves the truth now. Able God, <laughs> no more insufficient funds. No, 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 no. Tell, <laughs> tell the person next to you, wrong fuel station, wrong fuel, <laughs> wrong fuel station, wrong fuel station. David's music changes the spiritual atmosphere. Music where demons and depression cannot stay. Because sometimes when you start to see the fruit, you know what you've been putting in. When all that's coming out of your mouth is sarcasm, savagery, criticism. It's not the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm just going to focus on my message. Because I'm going to say that sexiness is not the fruit of the Spirit also, but I'm just going to just focus on my message. So we've talked to three of them. The fourth one says, look, P.I., I knew the oil was important. I knew where to buy. I, I didn't carry mine, but I knew that I knew that palm was with us. And I thought I could get some of palm's oil. 
Because it's right there, because in, 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 in Matthew 25 and verse 8, the Bible says, And the foolish said to the wise, Pam, give us of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. Why don't you have the help that Jesus speaks about in John 14? Ah, my father is a pastor. My father, you don't know him, my father is the bishop of Akure. <laughs> Why don't you have the help? Why don't you have oil? Ah, you don't know my mother. My mother is a prayer warrior. <laughs> all these people, all these people you're, you're, my mother is a, the prayer unit of her church. My mother, that's her. Don't, there's nobody else. Oh, you know, you don't, oh, I know why you're asking me this, P.I. You don't know who leads prayer in our church. Rolly. Rolly. Chineye. Beju has even joined them. When, when they lead prayer, sir, we don't, we don't need to pray. We're covered. You say, oh, uh, my pastor, his tongues are deep. There's like Japanese English. <laughs> Your pastor's oil The wise say uh, in verse 9 of Matthew 25, but the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But you will go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. Because the oil that flows from your pastor, your mother, it was supposed to fire you up enough to go and buy your own oil. Because on the day when it matters, everyone stands for himself. Everyone, uh, tell the person next to you, go and buy your own oil. Go and buy your own oil. If you can buy a wig, you can buy your own oil. Yeah. The last one, and, and we need to, you know, to spend some time and just pray about it. The first one says, I don't know that there was even oil. The second one says, I don't know where to buy. The third one, I've got the wrong fuel. The fourth one, I, could, I thought I could borrow some of Pam's. The last one, and I think it's where a number of us are situated. It's just totally unwilling to pay the price. Totally unwilling to pay the price. Now because the Holy Spirit has been freely given unto us. But yet we must ask for. We must participate in what Paul says to the Galatian church. is the hearing of faith. That hands, oftentimes, must be laid on us. We must seek. No one, he says in Isaiah chapter 55, he says, Ho, read from verses 1 to 3, Everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters, and he that had no money. Don't forget that in Acts chapter 8, or Acts chapter 10, you know, Peter's already said to the man, perish with your money. So the Holy Spirit and the oil we're talking about is not that which can be bought with money, sir. But there is an exchange. There is something called hunger and thirst. It says, come ye and buy and eat. Ye come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. It says, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. 
and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of God. So I say to Fallaby, I love the way you've been singing the last couple of years. God bless you. Here is a free voucher to the car shop. Go there. You can buy any car you want. And Fallaby starts to dance. He dances. He rejoices. So he comes back to church next Sunday. He gives his testimony just in case you were not here last week. See what God has done for me. I have a car. Everybody shouts. Two weeks later, Falabi is trekking the sun. Ah. Josh runs down, you know, AC. What's Falabi? Why are you here? He says, I have a car. I have the voucher. He says, Yes, but have you gone to the show? Say, but I have the voucher. Jesus says. I will not leave you as orphans. I have the voucher. I have the word. I have the promise of the one who never fails. Let's learn this. So, over the next couple of weeks, I think next Sunday we talk about speaking in tongues. The next Sunday, I think we talk about the anointing. I think we end the last Sunday talking about unlimited refills, how to stay filled to the Holy Spirit. This Wednesday, I think, we'll, we'll teach about baptism of the Holy Spirit. As preparing for this, one of the things God says to me, lays in my heart, is that we need to reduce our self-consciousness. That there's too much, that we are too conscious of who we are. The Holy Spirit is meant to come in and literally take over. But we're, we are struggling with trying to make us good we're struggling with trying to the work on the self is just too much it's just too much the bible say of Elijah that he was a man of like passions he was hungry once in a while he made a bad decision he, he would support man united he, he, but he would repent and then move on But the Bible says he got to a place with God where he began to pray and rain will not fall. Pray, rain will fall. Where is your desire for the Holy Spirit? Where is the intensity and hunger that is reflected as you seek for God? Next week, in preparation for next week, I'll ask that you please read Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2. But it doesn't even matter whether you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost before. But are you currently receiving the help of the Holy Spirit? Jesus says he's the spirit of truth. One place he says he will teach you all things. One place he says he would convict hearts. One place Paul says that he will reveal the things which the Father has freely given unto us. In Romans, the Bible says that sometimes we do not know how to pray as we are. It says, but the Holy Spirit helps us. Isaiah says, it's the spirit of wisdom, counsel of might. Where is your extra church? Are you, are we like the five virgins who rush out 
on Monday morning. Happy that we are at the party. But we don't have oil. We don't have oil. We're going to pray this morning. Our prayer this morning is very simple. It's Lord, I receive the help of the Holy Spirit. For different people, it means different things. May I call us as a church to prayer this morning. May I ask that you would gather your thoughts for the next couple of minutes and you would focus on the one who is the resurrection and the life. May I ask that you lean on the one who made the promise. It wasn't me, it wasn't the bishop, it wasn't a pastor, it was Jesus who said, I will not leave you without help. I don't know who that person is who seems to be feeling totally helpless in one area of life or maybe every area of life. It's a beautiful Sunday to say, Lord, I receive, I receive the help of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.